As you see with the image of the Divine Mercy here uh, in our midst, uh, today is Divine Mercy Sunday, and we invite you this afternoon at 3 to return and to celebrate uh, Divine Mercy Sunday to receive the, the grace and the spirit that comes from the risen Lord who brings peace to each one of us. I always think of that phrase, if we want to receive mercy, we've got to be able to give mercy. And it sort of echoes, shadows the the biblical um, challenge. If you want to be forgiven, you've got to learn to forgive. Uh, And so many other times that we see in in the life of Christ, those, those outreaches, those challenges to us in subtle ways and sometimes very bluntly, um, to find him in our midst and to, uh, to exercise the, the commands and the, uh, to imitate him, the life that he showed us, how to live in order to find our way to the kingdom. I always like the end of the gospel, uh, this gospel in particular, where it says there's so many other things that Jesus did, uh, and I, I always wish they would have taken the time to write them down. It may not have made our journey so difficult. Uh, we may have known something better in, in our life in which we could receive that mercy of God or to, to um, disseminate it in, in our own relationships. I want to just touch quickly, and I don't want to read all my notes because I seem to have a lot this week. I don't know why, but uh, I'm not going to give you all of them, just kind of an overview of what I was thinking. And it comes to, that, it comes to us from the psalm. Uh, and we hear it. We hear the phrase a number of times throughout Scripture, not just in this psalm, but in, in other places. We, we've heard it at the stations of the cross. The stone which the builders has rejected has become the cornerstone. In other words, you know, imagine that you're, you're going through a pile of rocks and, and you just keep throwing one away, throwing one away, and throwing one away, looking for that perfect rock to, do, to, to make that, that the archway or the cornerstone or your fireplace or your barbecue pit or wherever it is, and, and we threw away the good one. Uh, and, and God had already given us that, um, that, that stone. He knew which stone it was going to be. And we, out of our own uh, wisdom and self-knowledge and, and arrogance, uh, have told God that we know better. Now, I want to translate that over to our relationships with people. You know, how many times, you know, we, we hear about, uh, we, how many times we become, um, we, we, we miss the people that God gives to us for a purpose. We miss, we, we miss the right good friend. We miss the right uh, co-worker. We miss the right whatever um, because we have our own selfish idea of what people should be or, or how they should live. Even in, in the stations, and, you know, we, we see that misjudgment, stations one and two. Jesus who comes to us, son of God, light of light, God of gods, Lord of lords, you know, he comes to us and, and, and everyone misses the... the um, who he is, except for sinners, tax collectors, prostitutes, the crazies of life, those who are possessed, but the righteous, the, the holy ones, they miss that. They, they miss that because they have their own selfish idea of what the Messiah should be. We do that with people all the time. This should be the perfect principal, the perfect teacher, the perfect pastor, the perfect bus driver, the perfect barista, you know? And, 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 we, and, and, and Jesus at that first and second station, he's falsely accused, they, 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 and he just stands there and takes it. We can't do that. It's very difficult. It's very emotional for us at times when, when we're beaten down. 
It's very emotional for us to, to have to face the reality that we are being rejected in the very place that we should be accepted. And, and Christ shows us that there's, there's more, and, and, and he does it in a very merciful way. We'll just keep putting that word in today. You know, in, in, in the in book of Isaiah, even in Jeremiah, we hear these words, let us beset the just one. Let's, let's trap, trap him so we can condemn him and get rid of him. Because he or she is not like us, is not one of us. Or, 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 or we say about people, who are you to come here when we already have it set and you come in and, ch- and change it? Or who are you to come in here and tell us what we should do? By whose authority do you do this? Aren't they very scriptural thoughts? We haven't changed much in 2,000 years. We still hang people on crosses. We, we still choose who's going to uh, be judged or condemned or, or who's going to um, be heard. You know, uh, you know, God, and you think about how, how Christ was rejected and avoided and suffered for us. And, and, and the very people that, that should have supported him and should have loved him and should have, should have pointed him out to the others, he still loved them. He looked at them with pity. He looked at them with, with, with mercy. And, and he held them in high esteem because he knew what we forgot. That God has created every one of us. And it is God who forms us. It is God who chooses us. And it is God who asks each of us to do his will as he sees us fit for the position or for the the time or the place. But we take over that role of judge and jury in so many people's lives. We reject the very cornerstone that God has chosen for us. You know, those that God put into our lives to guide us, to lead us. And yes, we even continue to reject Jesus himself despite what we know, despite what those authorities didn't get that we already understand. You know, that same Lord that, that, that was risen last week, you know, what have we done with that? Have we changed? The resurrection of Jesus Christ changed the entire world, changed the history of, of salvation, faith. And if it changed us, we, each one of us, uh, you know, we're given that, are giving a chance to, 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 to change, to become the beautiful uh, person that God has created us to be. And yet we allow the ugliness of our sins and our selfish ways to continue to uh, avoid what God has done to transform us. We really beg. We beg for mercy. We beg for, for peace, the peace that Christ gives to his disciples over and over in this gospel today. We want to burst, we want that light of Christ to burst forth in us, you know, so that we can see in our brothers and sisters, as we say in the station, bruised and beaten by our envy and our injustice, broken by our greed and our indifference. So uh, kind of go backwards a little bit in our liturgical thought, but uh, there was a monk, story of a monk that was out walking one day, and he he stumbled across the crown of thorns that Jesus wore on his way to the cross. And he picked it up, and he saw, and he realized what it was, and it was, of course, blood-stained and and, and dirty, and, and he put it on the altar of the monastery, and people were appalled. They just thought it was, it was just horrible. It was, it was just ter- terrible to look at it. It was nauseating. It was just not, a, it was an ugly, it was ugly. And so he remembered that he had let that uh, crown of thorns on the altar. So Easter Sunday morning, before everyone else got up, he ran down to the chapel so that he could take that crown of thorns away so that people would not be appalled by it on the resurrection feast. 
And when he opened the chapel, there was this beautiful fragrance of, of, of roses, and the crown of thorns had bloomed into this beautiful uh, bouquet of roses. You think about that. You know, that's us. And all the ugliness and all the sinfulness and all the jealousy and the hatred and the division that we cause as human beings, our God stands before us this day and offers us his mercy, offers us forgiveness, offers us a chance to really bloom in the sight of, of God, not of others. You know, it shouldn't be, we shouldn't be cold about it, but we shouldn't really care what somebody else thinks about how we're following God or how we're experiencing God or how we worship or how we pray. To really bloom and, and, and be that, that person that Christ has called us to be, a person of love, a person of mercy, a person willing to do his will.